Welcome to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And before we get started with tonight's podcast, I want to remind everyone, if you have not followed the 209 Journey on social media, please, I invite you to do so. You can find it at the 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am going to be sharing more information about anything going on around the 209 here shortly, and also actually doing live shows in the near future. So you'll definitely want to be following the pages so you find out when those happen. Also, if you could do me a huge favor, that would actually just be sharing this podcast with a friend. It would really help me a lot be able to get the word out there to everyone, especially as I continue to record more episodes. I'm getting close to episode 20, and I'm really excited about that, but uh, it would really mean a lot to be able to get more people listening to the show and more people getting to know more of the 209 Journey podcast. If you're new to the podcast, this is a podcast where I talk to people of the 209, whether you were born or you moved here, I want to know their story. So if you do know anyone who would be interested in being on to talk about their story, then please feel free to contact me on the podcast social media pages. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with tonight's episode of the 209 Journey podcast. So tonight on the 209 Journey podcast for episode 18, I actually have Kaylee Gilbert, She's a fifth-generation Oakdale citizen who is actually going to be running for the Oakdale City Council. So lots to talk about, including uh, what it was like for her to grow up in Oakdale and organizations that she is a part of. They're based in Oakdale, of course, uh, what it's been like so far to run for city council. So welcome to a 209 journey, Kaylee. How's it going? It's going well, Luis. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to speak with you. Yeah, thank you for being on. I know it's, it's been couple of busy days for you and you know the day's almost here right almost tuesday <laughs> yes it's almost tuesday the nerves are setting in for sure <laughs> well it, it should be a good one and i feel like voter turnout will be pretty high this year so um I'm hopefully it all goes well <laughs> so the la- the election on june 7th stanislaus county had the lowest turn for the polls we only had 11 percent of voters come out and vote wow yeah we have a lot of room for improvement there <laughs> yes get out and vote november 8th your ballots got mailed to you you can just drop them off yeah easy as that right just drop it off in a box and you don't even have to wait in line <laughs> no so i i want to talk to you more about um what it was like Growing up in Oakdale, I know you told me that you moved there uh, when you were in fourth grade. So tell us more about what it was like, um, you know, just growing up from fourth grade and, and beyond. So um, my family's owned Ale Gilbert in Oakdale for the last 130 years, and Oakdale's only 150 years. So my family has pretty deep roots in Oakdale. So growing up, everyone knew my family. Growing up, everyone knows each other. Like I still, I go out and I see people that I've gone to school with since the fourth grade still. Like our town is just really, really close knit. Everyone knows everyone. When someone has a tragedy in their family, our entire community just really tries to step up and help them with fundraisers. Oakdale is like a very special place to live. I feel like it's one of the last places where you could leave your doors unlocked and not feel like someone's going to come break into your home. Our police department is fantastic. 
I mean, I never have to worry about my foster girls walking to or from school alone. Like Oakdale is was just a great place to grow up all together. That's awesome. I mean, no one could really say that. I think about most of the towns out there. <laughs> and, and it's great that we still have places like that, that, you know, still have communities that look out after each other and do those kinds of things. Yeah, it's very special. Like, I love this town. That's why I'm running for city council. So uh, I know last year you started something that Oakdale didn't have. I know other cities uh, do have these too. And so can you walk us through more about kind of the idea behind starting the Oakdale Young Professionals Group? Yes, our t- our town really did need that. I noticed that. So I go to a lot of community events and I do direct sales because I run Karma Capital Insurance Solutions in Oakdale. And when I was going out to networking events or community events, I realized that there was really no one my age there. And I'm 24. And a lot of people my age are moving back home from college. Like they have professional careers. Like a lot of my friends are real estate agents, loan officers. Some of them do insurance. And some of them are even starting their own businesses. And I just know like how nerve wracking it can be when you go to an event and you don't know anyone. And our town is pretty small. And if you're a newcomer, I know that could feel like pretty anxiety ridden. So I wanted to make a group we meet once a month so that way the younger people who are doing more professional things can meet each other and make those contacts and have people to go to events with because we're all looking to network. So we meet the last Wednesday of every month and then occasionally we do a special activity. Over the summer we went rafting down the river and it's free. We just meet at a local place once a month and you you pay for your own food or drink and then we just it's very casual it's just to get to know each other that's cool i mean that's really fun to be able to have groups like that because like you said right there's not that many ones out there too i mean i'm not even aware of the ones that are probably here in modesto so and and i know there probably is one but yeah, yeah you yeah. actually have a rising professionals group it's it's hosted by the Modesto Chamber and Garrett Artists from Huff Construction is the leader of that group. They meet Thursday once a month. We actually met this last Thursday at 7.45 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not bad to start the day off networking, too. So that's a pretty good good time. I but... <laughs> love, you got to love an early morning networking group. <laughs> Have some extra coffee, though, right? I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They always have coffee. I don't think I would go if they didn't give us coffee. <laughs> yeah, there, were, there wouldn't be that many conversations, probably. <laughs> Please not no, just <laughs> grumpy looks. <laughs> so, like, about how many members do you have so, thus far with, uh, you know, the first couple months that you have running? Our biggest meeting has been 15, but it's an ongoing effort for sure. I just, we just meet once a month, and then if you want to go, then you go. But there's always at least five of us there. I know that sounds so sad, but <laughs> it is kind of hard to get young people to do stuff sometimes. So, yeah, no, it, it definitely is too. And like you said, I mean, I mean, some people are already working in their career fields, and maybe finding the time is sometimes difficult. But you know, I'm glad that you know it works for some certain months, and then other months, you know, they they can't. But at least they try to make it as as much as possible and and have something there. 
Yeah, and my young professionals group meets from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. I try to meet later in the day. That way everyone's off of work and they can make it. Because I know early mornings are hard for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I I can imagine, too. Especially you have to work early, too. It's like, well, (laughs) I can't really go. Uh, Do you guys uh, let anyone from anywhere, I guess, join? Or is it just limited to just locals? Oh, anyone from anywhere can join, but it's from the ages of 18 to 35. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's good. That's good that they, there's that. So everyone could kind of relate to each other, right? So, yeah. Yeah, but I think our oldest member right now is 27. So it's mostly, I would say most of our members right now are from the ages of 20 to 27. Okay, that's understandable. I feel like the older you get, I mean, you get more people that have families and then it becomes uh, a bit tough to to join. <laughs> yeah. So I know you're also a part of the Oakdale Sir Optimist. So can you tell us more about the organization and the work that you do for them? Yeah. So I am on the board of Oakdale Sir Optimist. Sir Optimist is actu- actually international. There's Sir Optimist in Africa and Japan on almost every continent. And our main goal is to uplift women through education. I'll tell you about Oakdale Seroptimus. So we have several scholarships we give out. So we have the Live Your Dream Award, and we give a scholarship to a woman who is head of household, so that who is trying to enroll in either college, a tech school, a trade school. And we give her money every so often so that she can go to school. But you have to be head of your household for that one. And then we also have Distinguished Young Women, which is a scholarship program. And it's a competition. But there are seven scholarships that we give out for that one. And that one is only for um, teen girls who are juniors in high school. And then we also have Dream It, Be It, which is for high all levels of high school. And it's a confidence and career building workshop. And we actually had that, I think, two or three weeks ago. And we had about 15 girls from, we don't only limit it, limit it to Oakdale High School. You can be from any high school and come to it. And it's 100% free. So it goes from 8.30 to 3.30 and we do yoga, we do workshops together. And the girls, you could tell they're really shy in the beginning with each other. But by the end of the day, they're all like friends. It was really cute. And then Seroptimus also does a lot, lot of community service in Oakdale. Like if there's an event that another service club is having, you're probably going to see two or three Seroptimus sisters helping that service club. We run the gate at the Chocolate Festival. We meet once a week every Tuesday at the Country Club, and there's about 45 of us, and there's seven generations in Seroptimus. Our youngest member is 21, and our oldest member is in her 80s. So Seroptimus also helps get women out of bad situations, out of domestic violence situations. We work with the Guardian House, which is a children's crisis center, so if you're If you're a mom and you're living out of your car and you need a place for your kid to sleep because you're trying to get back up on your feet, like you can bring them to the guardian house and Seroptimus, we donate money so that they can maintain the building, but we also bring in 
crafts for the kids and we do them with the kids. And then we also um, give them stockings every year. Well, that sounds really interesting. I'm glad that they do so much too. Do do you guys have a chapter as well, like in other places around the 209? Or is it just in Oakdale that, that you have a presence so, in? So Modesto has a chapter. Um, Calaveras County has a chapter. There's a lot of Seroptimus, like all over. I know people don't know about Seroptimus because it is, I would say before I joined our club was probably ages of 35 to 80. And we've had younger people join these. I've been trying to get all my friends to join, but I feel like since it is the older generation, I feel like a lot of the Seroptimus clubs in our area do not do that well of present representing themselves on social media, where the last year that I have joined, I have completely transformed our Seroptimus page. Like our presence in Oakdale on social media is heavily like we can go to things and I will have like moms from the school say, Oh, I know Seroptimus. Like I've seen them on Facebook before where there was, you could not go like the last post was like two years ago on the Facebook page. So that, that's great. I'm glad that you've kind of like helped them with that too, because I mean, we all know the power of social media and especially Facebook, I think, right. I mean, you have people from, all generations i think on there versus all the other ones right i think you might have you know the graph skew more towards one age group but i think facebook is a little balanced out at least yeah. it seems like we have, we have instagram and facebook and we post on both of those i'm really happy because my friend sarah joined seroptimist and she's 21 so before it was just me doing the social media and now I have Sarah helping me. So we're like this cool team now going <laughs> back and forth. That That's cool. I mean, the, it, it only helps the, the group grow more. And like you said, right, have um, more representation from different generations and, you know, continue and we, the mission. And we do so much for women, too. Like we have one member of our club where years ago she got the live your dream award and was able to go to a vocational school and it changed her life and now she's in our club and she's helping other women that's great i mean i feel like when you get a scholarship from any organization that you do i i, I would assume that most people would feel like i need to give back right and so it's great that you know she's adopted that mentality too yeah i hold sir optimus dear to my heart I mean, all of my, most of the people that I hang out with, I hang out with just my Seroptimus sisters. I mean, I have 45 women who all are looking to do something. And it's just, it's just great because it's really uplifting. And like I said, my fa I have two teen foster daughters. And if it wasn't for my Seroptimus sisters, I don't think that I would be able to take care of them because they give me so much support. So is there a cost to join it or is it just whoever's interested, they just contact the organization and then attend meetings or what's the process for that? So Seroptimus is $170 for the year and that's all that you pay to join. And then um, we meet weekly, you fill out an application. We kind of like you to come visit our club at least once before you join to see if it is actually like it is a fit for you because um 
it's it's a lot of women in one place and we play games sometimes and we want to make sure that you're going to be comfortable there. So I, I want to move on to knowing a little bit more about where your interest came into being involved in your local politics, right? And so can you walk us through first uh, kind of like where your interest came to run for the city council? So since I was the youngest member of Seropimus last year, I was asked by our president last year if I would attend the city council every other Monday. So that way Seropimus could have representation at the city council meetings. And I realized that even with our council meetings being live streamed, we have very low views on the streams. And there are only about five people sitting in the audience at every meeting. And, but there are a lot of people who are very unhappy with things on Facebook. And a lot of false information gets spread on our Oakdale area incident feed, our Oakdale bulletin board. And I, I thought that our city needed someone because our mayor is very awesome at going out and informing people, but she's only one person and we have 24,000 people in our town. And so I feel like our city council really needs someone who is going to be out in the community, seeing people, talking to people, and someone who is also obtainable online. And I mean, my phone number is all over online. Like if you comment that you've never talked to me and I'm running for city council, I'll just say, hi, this is my phone number. Please give me a call. I'm happy to speak with you. But I just feel like our community needs someone who's going to be in the community and also on social media to inform people. Yeah, I I think that they probably need to be more uh, approachable, like you mentioned. And I feel like if anyone asked anyone, I know in my area or even other places and other towns, they probably could not name who their city council representatives are. And the more people know who you are, the the better, right? Because like you said, they won't have to go and post their complaints somewhere. They could just relay them to you, right? Directly. Yeah, <laughs> just text me. Text me and I'll get the answer for you. Like, call me. Like during my campaign, I have been on the phone with people that I don't even know for an hour because they're just asking me questions. And I have no problem with that because at the end of the day, like that's my job. If I get elected as city council, the people should be able to contact me and ask me uncomfortable questions because that's my job. I'm representing a community of 24,000 people. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a lot of people that definitely need to be on the know about that. So I want to know a little bit more about the special election then that you had and what the process was like, especially being so, I mean, it's a spontaneous thing, right, that no one really expects, right? So what was that like um, as far as applying and really what's the process like to get on the ballot? So you go down to city hall and you ask to talk to colleen she's a really nice gal she will give you a folder with all the paperwork that you need to turn in and before you turn in that paperwork you have to get 20 signatures and the people have to live within oakdale city limits and they have to be a registered voter and then when you bring those signatures back 
with your paperwork, you pay $25 and then you just start campaigning the heck out of yourself. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was more. Um, so I felt like there was a little bit more, but hey, that's good. Uh, it's not as complicated, I think, as I imagined. <laughs> it gets it's it gets way more complicated when you have bigger campaigns. Like most people who are running for city council, they probably won't fundraise more than $5,000. I mean, in our town mm-hmm. where when you're running for president, I don't even know how much money <laughs> you need to campaign. So when you are getting more money donated to you, there's way more paperwork. But mm-hmm. running for local, like, I think people are afraid to do it because they like when people think of elections, they automatically think of the governors or presidents running. And it's not as complicated as that. It is a lot of work still. I don't get me wrong, (laughs) because if you want to be voted in your community, your community has to see you. So you have to go out and do things. But paperwork wise for city council, it is not that bad. I believe anyone could do it. And I really think that if you want to be involved in your community, that you should run for city council. Yeah, especially if you have a lot of things that you want to get changed. Like you said, (laughs) those people that are out there in the bullets and boards, it's like, hey, maybe consider that too. If you have a a lot of great ideas and make a change in that way as well. So I want to know more about the special election. What was it like for you? I mean, it's like the first time that you're actually experiencing, you know, election night. Right. So what what was it like? I was on nerves literally all day long. I I worked I did I did work on election day, but then I was also going around and campaigning still. I had Steropimus election day, so I still went to Steropimus. And then I drove down and I filled out my ballot and I turned it in and then I just kept campaigning and then I think by eight o'clock they had some of the votes and I just kept refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. And it took about 14 days for Oakdale to figure out who won. So every day I was going on the website, looking at the votes. Like every day I had people text me who won, who won. And I was like, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. They haven't updated it. It was very nerve wracking, but like, I think because of me going and doing the special election and I've already done it once, it made this one not easier, but I had more knowledge where before I had no idea really what I was doing. And now I already had one under my belt. So, yeah, I I can imagine uh, how that must have been like. Is it usually typical for like them to take that long to have results or was it like a special circumstance? Well, when I was talking to people in my community, they were saying that it didn't normally take that long, but I am not I'm not entirely sure, but I do know that at the office for the people who count the ballots that they're very understaffed there. Mm-hmm. She has come and presented at my real estate club and she said that they were understaffed and there's only about 6 of them running all of them through. Oh. Well, yeah. That that explains it then. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's interesting. I mean, I'm glad that you had that experience already. So you kind of already know how the day will, will be like. Do you visualize it being similar or do you think this one might be a little different since it's not a special election now? It's like, you know, you're going to have the term now. 
so I will not actually even be in Oakdale on election day. So I'm I have to go to an insurance conference for my job. So I'm gonna be there. But I feel like I'm even gonna be even more nervous because I'm not here and I'm gonna be checking my phone quite often. Very, very often. But um I feel like the special election because there were more of us running and there was only one spot compared to how this regular election, there's three of us running, but there's two open seats. The tension is very much there, but there's two open seats now. So it wasn't, I don't feel like it is as cutthroat as the previous election. So I, I want to know out of all this time that you've been campaigning, uh, what have you found to be like the most challenging thing? The most challenging thing is my age. People, because I'm 24, they think that I don't have experience. And this is what I tell them. I'm literally at every community event. I am in almost every single club that you can be in in our town. And I give my phone number out literally all the time. 209-493-8497. If you have a question please call me because I will have an answer for you. I go to the city council meetings. I go, I'm in Oakdale leadership. I go once a month and I learn about a different um, part of our community. But people think it's my age that I don't have enough experience. But I run Karma Capital Insurance Solutions here in town. And I also have two teen foster girls so i do have some experience have i ever been on city council before no but i do go to the meetings and i know what's happening i know what's happening in our town i have a good relationship with our mayor i have a good relationship with our city council members currently so you want someone in your city to represent you that cares and has enthusiasm for your city that's why i would vote for kaylee gilbert yeah yeah people shouldn't take a look at the age but more of like like you said right what you do um how you are as a person and really what your beliefs are too so hopefully you know that mentality gets changed because i think the moment that we start to see more younger people get elected to different um positions and then we start to see all these like changes happen in communities uh more people are going to be more uh looking at, at the person not like how old they are but really like you said right like what, what their beliefs are so right now turlock has ryan and he's running for city council and he's 20 and then modesto irrigation district is um they're electing new board members and nick is running and i believe he's He's very close to my age. He's between the age of 20 and 24. So we are getting younger people out there. And I I think it's awesome because, I mean, you can vote right at the age of 18. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, like we, we just continue to say, right, like age is just a number. And you might even have more experience or you might have more involvement in the community than someone who might be older. Right. So I think it's more looking at what you do for your community and how knowledgeable you are about issues going on in your city and attending city council. So you already kind of have a feeling of, of what it's like just being there. Right. So 
yeah, that's that's really what people should look at. <laughs> yes, Simon, I agree with you 100%. So I have a, a fun question for you. And I'm really curious as someone like you who is really involved in Oakdale and whatnot, if, you know, if, if someone said today, you know, now you're the mayor of Oakdale, you could change anything, you could bring anything to town that you'd like, what, what kind of changes would you do if, if you had that? Well, if I could change anything and I had an unlimited amount of money and that wasn't a question, I would do road repair on every single road that needs to be updated in Oakdale. And then also, if I could do anything and that meant not having to work with Caltrans to get... um, So since F Street in our town is on 108 and it's a highway... That's ran by Caltrans and Yosemite, which is Highway 120, is a highway. It's ran by Caltrans. And those are our two busiest streets. And there are not enough um, light up crosswalks. I mean, one of the security guards got hit crossing the street at night. And I have been saying for years, those crosswalks are dangerous. And people don't really like to stop for the people crossing in them because there is no light. So if I had no rules, I would repair all the streets and not have to deal with Caltrans to approve um, light up crosswalks because Caltrans does take a long time to approve literally anything. Yeah, no, that that's a shame that, you know, you have to go through them and that they would take so long, especially when it's so dangerous and it should be higher up, I think, in their, you know, priority list to make sure that, you know, you make the streets safer there. Yes, especially since it's near our downtown business. Yeah, and everyone has to pass through there too, right? It's like you have to go through there to get to downtown. And yeah, they need to make sure that that gets changed. So I know that you were quoted um, as saying that you, you believe that the city should take advantage of you know being a, a, in a tourist route to the Sierra Nevada. So what are some things that you would do to take advantage of that because like you said it is a really busy highway and anyone going there going to yosemite is going to pass by there and that that's you know means that there's a lot of room for business growth right so right now our downtown is getting a complete new renovation so it's updated and it's more outdoor friendly so people will want to eat outside and spend more time in our downtown And it's also a plan to get an arch that says Oakdale that's near our downtown. And so um, I work very closely with Visit Oakdale, which is the Oakdale Tourism Bureau. And they work with almost all of the businesses in town. And they really try to promote Oakdale community events, what's going on in our city, our small businesses. And I, after this downtown improvement, because our downtown is going to look completely different, like our downtown probably had not been updated in over 50 or 70 years, I think, last. Like, I used to work in downtown Oakdale, and I wear high heels every day. And when I would try to cross the street, it was like, oh, my God, I hope I don't break my ankle right now because of all the little holes. And I know that it's been hard for the business owners because... The sidewalks have been closed and it has decreased business, but it's been on the books for years. Like at some point that road was going to have to get dug up and renovated. And so I just want to work with the businesses as closely as possible. I want to help businesses get on social media. 
I come out and I make TikToks for them. I just want Oakdale to be a town where not necessarily everyone wants to live here, but they like to stop here and purchase from our restaurants and our clothing stores because it's a nice little stop before they hit the Sierra Nevadas. Yeah, no, that's that's good. And also coming back. I mean, I know anytime I go to Yosemite through there, it's it's nice to be able to, you know, have a place to eat after <laughs> a long day uh, at Yosemite. Yes, and we have so many good restaurants in our town. We have Redwood, we have Susie Bellins, we have Robert's Ferry. You can go get a delicious milkshake, or if you want champagne with some sherbet in it, you can get that. We have burger places. We have some really great Chinese food too, but I feel like because our town doesn't have as big of a social media presence that those things are overlooked by tourists. And I really want to help all of our small businesses. I'm a chamber ambassador and I work really closely with the chamber. Almost every TikTok video that the chamber posts, I was the one that made it. So I really, really try to work very hard to help promote our small businesses online because social media is the one free place that you can advertise your business. Yeah, that, that's so true. And as a marketer myself, I mean, I, I have always you know, known of the power of social media and just how affordable it could be. And I think a lot of businesses don't realize just how cheap it is to put your name out there and get a following yes. and yeah. <laughs> I. I run, um, I own my own marketing agency, Legally Blonde Marketing, and it's just, it's crazy, like, what social media can do for your business. Like, all you have to do is post. I know that when you're a small business owner, that can be really hard sometimes, but that's why we have our local chambers. Like, you got to get in with your local chamber because those are going to be the support groups for you. Yeah, that's a good name, by the way, <laughs> for, for the agency there. I want to know more information if you could share with the audience, especially the people there in Oakdale who might be listening right now um, on voting on Tuesday. Uh, what are some of the ways they could vote and what time do they have to vote until? So I do not think you have enough time to mail in your ballot at this point. But if you have a mail-in ballot, you just fill it out. You have to be very, very careful on how you fill out the envelope. It's very specific. So you have to read the directions on it and do it as it says, or your vote might not count. And then you bring it down. In Oakdale, I I vote at the Bianchi Center, the Jean Bianchi Center. So you bring it down there, you hand it to the lady, and then you put it, and then she sticks it in where they, the container. And then if you don't want to um, bring it down, then you can go on in there and then you fill out your information, you get your ballot, and then you can vote in person that day. I like, I have to do my, I had to do my mail-in ballot this time, but I normally really like to vote in person. I think it's a lot of fun to vote in person. Oh yeah. I mean, it's always nice to be able to (laughs) like hand your ballot to someone and I think there's more of an experience with that, right? Than just maybe dropping it uh, at a box. (laughs) I still remember the first time I voted when I was 18 because it was um, during, it was the year of the presidential elections. And I was just so, I was so excited because I was like, I'm 18. I finally get to vote. Like I still have the pictures of me holding my little (laughs) I voted sticker. 
Yeah, no, it, it's an exciting time, right? To be able to say like, oh, I, I my voice is actually going to count now. <laughs> and I can actually like make an impact in my community. Yes, please yeah. <laughs> go out and vote on November 8th. Yeah, yeah, all across the board. I mean, there's a lot of measures, propositions and all that that are really yes. important, I think, you know, and people just don't realize that, I think, right? But then it's like, you know, here's where you make your voice count and, you know, not just uh, out of the bulletin boards, but actually, you know, making your selections, dropping the ballot off on time and making sure that it gets counted, right? I believe there's a website that lets you actually also check that, <laughs> that it was actually registered. What advice would you have to anyone who either might directly want to run for any city council or just in general for any board or just government um, position? I think my advice would be, I feel like you need to be in your community space before you start running. I feel like your community really needs to know who you are. And that doesn't mean you have to start campaigning. Just go out to community events, get to know your local chamber, get to know your local city council members and your mayor. Go to city council meetings. Try to educate yourself as much as possible about the position and then you can start running because it is really difficult if you don't go to a city council meetings at all and you don't know anyone in your community for them to want to support you during your campaign but if you put in that work before your campaign and you know people then just go down to city hall pay the 25 dollars if it's if you're doing it in oakdale and then just start campaigning. But you really need to be involved in your community. If you are not someone who wants your community to be able to get a hold of you all the time, and you're not someone that wants to go out to community events, then being in city council is not the position for you. But if you love all of that networking, and you love meeting people in your community, and you want to be a part of your community, then it's the perfect position for you. Yeah, that's very well said. And, you know, it's it's good that people have that preparation beforehand, because it, like you said, it makes a difference. And uh, you, you want to have as much support as, as you can. <laughs> yes. And then I also encourage you to get yard signs made. Oh, do you have any places that you recommend, like local spots? Or do you order from like just national like printing shops? I encourage you if you're running for Oakdale City Council to use an Oakdale business for your signs because they're a business in your community. I'm all about supporting local. So I eat at all the local. I'm always in Oakdale. So I'm all about supporting local. My signs came from a local man named Mike. And he was really helpful when he made them. So I would encourage other people to use Mike as well. Yeah, no, that's good. I think it's good to support all these local businesses. And luckily, we have, I think, uh, you know, a lot of uh, printing places here locally, too. I know here in Modesto, there's a couple of them that are still around. And we got to make sure that they, <laughs> they're they kept around for, for a while. Yes. So last thing, is there anything else that you'd like to add that you didn't mention before? So I guess one thing that I can add that it's not a part of my campaign, but it is how I'm trying to help the local businesses is right now, there's something called the Employee Retention Tax Credit. And it's a part of the CARES Act. So $500 billion went 
to the PPP loans. And now there's $400 billion available for this employee retention credit. It's for businesses who had W-2 employees between 2020 and 2021, and they can get up to $26,000 from the government. And it's not, you don't pay it back. It's free money. And I am trying to help all of our local businesses apply for it because because it ends in January. And right now, only 10% of that $400 billion has been claimed. I was actually able to help one local business get up to $1.6 million back because of how many W-2 employees they had. Wow, that's amazing. And it's it's really incredible that you know, not not that much has been claimed, right? Like that's a really low percentage, but it could just be they don't know about it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about it because the government previously they the PPP loans like Chase was doing them Wells Fargo and these banks can't help process this credit. So that is why it's not really known. And I feel like a lot since a lot of people don't know about it, they see it as a scam. And that's why you have to make sure you're doing it with a trusted individual. I'm working really closely with Visit Oakdale and the Oakdale Chamber to help promote this because, as I said, 10% of $400 billion is very small. Mm, Yeah. And it makes such a big impact on a small business. I mean, (laughs) that's a lot of money. Especially after COVID, $26,000 could help save a business if they just had one employee you can get up to $26,000 per employee. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> um, especially, like you said, a lot of businesses are still recovering from that. And, you know, that this could make or break, you know, the credit. So it is really critical. And I'm glad that you're out there uh, making sure that, you know, we're, we're saving our local businesses and making sure that they're around uh, as long as, you know, they're able to. Yes, my campaign is I support small businesses. Our small businesses are who make it possible so that our kids can do recreational activities. Our small businesses are who sponsor the booths for the recreational activities for kids. Like without our small businesses, I don't think our youth would have that much because of how much our small businesses donate to our youth programs. So I'm all about supporting our small businesses because it's a community effort at the end of the day. Yeah, a community wouldn't be a community without them too, right? Like you mentioned. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, Kaylee, thank you so much for being on tonight. Uh, I know you've been really busy, so I really appreciate you know this time that you've spent here talking to me about um, your campaign and whatnot. And best of luck. I-, I wish I could vote in the Oakdale elections, but you know I know that people will definitely you know uh, consider you because you you have. I think all the qualifications to to be in that uh, city council. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being so flexible because this last week has been quite hectic. And I really appreciate you letting me voice my opinions and why I think that people should vote Kaylee Gilbert for Oakdale City Council. Well, once again, thank you to Kaylee Gilbert for being on the 209 journey tonight. It's always really great to be able to hear what it's like to run for any government position out there. And it's certainly a lot of work, but at the end of the day, if you do more of the work, if you're more involved in your community, it does indeed pay off. And so best of luck to her this Tuesday. 
I'll be sure to be following the Oakdale elections to see how things are going. And hopefully it takes them less than 14 days to have the results because, uh, I mean, I, I can imagine how it must be like to <laughs> check each day and, you know, not be sure if, you know, the results are final yet or when the results will be uh, finalized. But um, all should be good. And it's really awesome that she does a lot for the city of Oakdale and that uh, there's a lot of things that they're currently working on and making sure that, you know, they help a lot of businesses out because after the pandemic, we know how much businesses struggled, especially small ones. And we want to make sure that they're kept around for as long as they're able to, because if you go to a lot of bigger cities, you don't find that many smaller businesses. And I think that is something that has distinguished the Central Valley. The 209 is that, you know, we're still pretty uh, fortunate to have plenty of small businesses that are really supported by a lot of our citizens here. And, you know, we want them to continue to be around forever because, I mean, I know there's places here in Modesto that I prefer over going to any national restaurant, whatever, because it's just a lot different. You get better treatment often and you just get another level of service from, you know, the restaurant that you go to versus going to a, a national chain. So, well, once again, if you are not following the 209 Journey on social media, you can find it at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the 209 Journey. Please give it a follow. I am hopefully going to be working on having some live show interviews as well. And so I have a couple ideas in mind, but if you follow the pages, you'll be able to find out when those happen. And when I do live shows, they'll probably be on Facebook and I'll be opening a YouTube account as well. So you'll be able to check out the show on Facebook, YouTube, and also on the Twitter page and leave comments and whatnot. So I have a lot of plans in store for that. So please uh, make sure you follow those so you can uh, find out more about them. Also, if you're not subscribed to the show right now, please uh, give it a follow. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, etc., there should be a way to get notifications every time a new episode gets posted. And if you do so, you'll be able to find out. I'm currently working on hopefully having a once a week schedule here, um, but I I'm still working to get a good backlog of episodes done. I do have another episode that will be posted the following week, and I'm actually going to be interviewing a well-known artist here in the 209 who has made a big impact already in a couple of towns here. And so It'll be a really interesting conversation, so be sure to tune in next week so you're able to listen to that one as well. And if you're listening to this before Election Day, please make sure you go out there and vote if you haven't already sent your mail-in ballot, because as y'all heard from Kaylee earlier, our voting count isn't that much, and there's a lot of more people that are registered that just don't go out and vote, and it truly makes a difference, especially when you look at it from a local perspective and I know people tend to vote mainly in national elections when there's a presidential candidate up for election, but these midterm elections really do make a big impact because it really all starts at the city level. And that's where you see more of your impact is things going on in your city and whatnot. So make sure you go out there, whether you're in the 209 or you're out of the 209, make sure you go to your local elections and make your voice count and make sure that you elect the candidates that you want to see in your local communities. 
Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the episode tonight. And you'll hear me next week here on the 209 Journey Podcast.